On this episode of The Popcorn Diet, we're looking forward to award season and what movies we're most excited to see, maybe, in 2021. Get your popcorn ready. Welcome all you good movie buddies to The Popcorn Diet, a podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie, theater, popcorn, and other movie snacks. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy, and joining us as usual is our other good movie buddy, the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn. David, how you doing today? Doing great. It's uh it's it ne- I don't know I I don't know about you, but it it never feels like the year it feels like there's a month of momentum that needs to be gained. Before, like, we're in 2021. Is that the way for you as well sometimes? A little bit. I think it just doesn't feel like a new year for a little bit. So definitely some momentum. I think typically we're also in that zone of we don't have any movies either that right. are of worth seeing. Right. Obviously this year is a little bit different. But I feel like that usually contributes to it too. It seems like Hollywood just takes a month off from releasing any good movies and and mostly just focuses on all their awards and all that good stuff. Although that's been shifting. We got some fun movies last year in yeah. January. And obviously this year, because of everything that happened, we're getting all the uh, movies I feel like we normally would have gotten in November and December. We're right. getting them all in January and early February. Right. Like, it's the, the movies have truly become a little bit more uh, year-round. You know, for mm-hmm. I think for for good ultimately, like that's a good thing that movies have become year round, and I and I I'm always for it. You know, I'm always for like I think we I mean we got Black Panther in like February. You know, we we've gotten really really good movies over the past few years in the first couple months of the year. It's no longer, or at least it wasn't before the pandemic and everything. It wasn't just like a dump date uh, uh, or a time to drop movies. So. As far as movies go, you know, the it's 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 always a little dicey, but it's extra dicey now that it's we're still in the heart of COVID. You know, we're still in the heart of this pandemic and the regular movies haven't been getting released. I I know I saw a couple that were kind of waiting around over the weekend. Um just I think January 15th, One Night in Miami got released on Amazon Prime. Incredible movie. I finally watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, which is an incredible movie. You got movies like Promising Young Woman that are out on on video on demand right now. VOD, you can rent that for $20. Which a lot of people are like, oh, it's so expensive to rent for $20. But like, again, how much money would you have spent to rent two hours in a movie theater, you know, to watch that kind of movie? That's the whole point is when you go to a movie theater, you're still renting a movie. You're just renting it on a big screen and you're spending extra money on popcorn and and all that kind of stuff. So it's weird. And we're going to talk about movies that are coming up in a little bit. But before we do, I wanted to discuss a little bit about the Oscars and what that timeline is going to look like. Because in previous years of the podcast, we've already we would have already been talking about Oscar movies. We would have already done Oscar predictions 
and things like that. And we'll get to that. We will be getting to that. But one of the biggest reasons why we haven't done it is because the Oscars last year were presented on February 9th. And that meant that Oscar season started in October, November. You know, the actual season of it. Not necessarily all of the movies being released, but, you know, the campaigning and all that bullshit is when it started. It usually starts about three, four months, five months before the actual Oscars are released. And this year, the Oscars have been delayed. They're going to be on April 25th, which is just throwing everything off. You know, I, I think, I know you as a sports guy, you're used to being seasons having like, Basketball, particularly, right? It's 2015, 2016 season. Yep. And that's something that's understood that a season starts in one year and finishes in another year. But the Oscars have never done that. They've always been like, this is the 35th annual and it's celebrating the movies of the previous year. But all of that has changed a little bit. Not only has the Oscar ceremony been delayed by nearly three months, but the Oscar eligibility has been delayed into February and things like that. And so it's really interesting to me. And this is going to be a little bit of a short episode because I don't want to go through like the real deep dive of stuff like this. But a lot of award shows have moved. Oscars is the, the big kahuna, obviously. And a lot of award shows moved when it moved. So case in point, you got things like things that particularly matter to the Academy uh, and judging the Academy and, and, and helping prognosticate what the Academy is going to do. you got the Writers Guild, the Producers Guild, and the Editors Guild, which is the Ace Eddie Awards. Those have all been delayed. Uh, a lot of them are going to be delayed to the end of March, March 24th. Uh, Mar- I think Writers Guild is still February, but like the, the Editors Awards and stuff like that, like they're all in March. They've all moved to March. So we're going to be waiting and we're not going to have as much prognostication about that. The Independent Spirit Awards, which have kind of in recent years been more about prognosticating what what the Oscars might go with. There's been way more crossover with the Independent Spirit Awards and Oscars in like the last 10, 15 years. They move. Normally they are the Saturday before the Oscars. They are moving now to the Thursday before the Oscars, which is going to be April 22nd. So a lot of stuff is moving. And then some of the big ones, like uh, particularly the Director's Guild. The Director's Guild is going to happen on April 10th. So that's one of the latest ones in the uh, calendar, so to speak. Um, The Art Director's Guild, they're going to be March 2nd. The Screen Actors Guild, which is another one of the big ones, those are going to be March 14th. So, like, it's it's all crazy. It's all adjusting. One of the... (laughs) One of the funniest things is that the Golden Globes, um, they basically just grabbed the February 28th date that the Oscars abandoned. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to be one of the earliest uh, kind of award shows out there, which to, I don't know about you, but to me, that just indicates like, again, how little the Golden Globes actually matter. I mean, it's mostly just a bunch of celebrities getting drunk which what are they going to do this year is it going to be in person did they say i don't think it's going to be in person right all all it says from what i have seen is that the 2021 globes will be hosted by comedians tina fey and amy poehler and will air live uh coast to coast from 5 to 8 p.m so it just says it's going to air live and it's going to be hosted by tina fey and amy poehler honestly if we're not having uh 
a big drunken Hollywood superstar party, like why even have them? That's almost the ex- sole existence for the Golden Globes. I mean, that was the most enjoyable part, seeing right. what things that people would say in their speeches, right. what ridiculousness we'd <laughs> see out in the crowd, how hammered certain people would be. And so like, yeah, you're right. And that's that's also like, I mean, that's why the Hollywood Foreign Press holds the full Golden Globes. The Hollywood Foreign Press isn't some organization that is full of thousands of people. It's literally got, I think, less people than work at the company that we work for. And all they want to do is just get together and give out these fake awards to celebrities and get them drunk. And if they can't do that, why are we doing it? And I guess there's, I guess it's, you know, decorum and formality and stuff like that. But anyways, all of that to say that it's going to be a weird season. It's going to be a weird Oscar season. And one of the things that I would like for, I would, I want to try and do this year is on our Patreon is release our Oscar primers. Mm -hmm. Uh, We did Oscar primers. I think it was a year or two ago and we did them for free. We did them as regular podcast episodes. But what I would really like to do is, is if you're interested in our Oscar prognostication, if you're interested in what we think certain movies will get nominated for, if you're interested in learning more about movies that, that you might not have heard of, then check us out on Patreon. It's literally, I think, the top tier is going to get you access. I think you only have to be a patron for a dollar or three dollars, and you're going to get all of that content. So that's something that I, I anticipate us doing, and I'm really looking forward to it. But I also really briefly, David, want to talk about like what's gaining steam. Well, and, and with that, we might even be able to pay you back if you live in a state where online gambling is, <laughs> exactly. is available and they have Oscar odds, we might be able to give you some tips on some winners. There you go. And it could easily just pay back your Patreon sponsorship. And this is, and you know, leave it to you. You definitely got the, like, the bead on what the, what the online gambling Absolutely. is. Absolutely. But this is an excellent point, David, because, and I don't have the stats in front of me, unfortunately, but the last two or three Oscar years... Our predictions have been, we're talking 75, 80% accuracy. Absolutely. We're talking 17, 18 out of 24 categories. Mm-hmm. Like doing good work here. So that's a very good point. Maybe we'll, we we'll can. We'll give in, you some locks. We'll, we'll give you some stone cold some locks. Stone where, cold locks as part of the uh, as part of the Oscar primers that's this right. year. Will be really exciting. So let's give a little tease, right? Let's talk about. Some of the movies that are gaining steam right now, um, particularly in the Best Picture race, we're not going to we're not going to deep dive into every category, but there are several movies that are kind of gaining like the political steam right now, and that's all these things are. Is it's all politics, it's all image and stuff like that. You, my stance on the Oscars is very well documented in that I love them desperately. And I also hate them for their very existence and the fact that they don't even need to exist. Like the whole mantra of this podcast is to love what you love. Don't be ashamed of it. Every movie has value. And the Oscars are literally like, no, this one movie is better than them all. And that's just bullshit. But it's still fun to talk about. So right now, there are a handful of movies that are gaining some steam and then that got some big steam and what the funniest part of it is is some of the biggest ones are from last year's Sundance and we are going to get this year's Sundance 
before some of these movies even see their widest release. So two of the biggest ones that I'm seeing a lot of steam for is Nomadland and Minari. Those are two of the biggest ones. Minari was the, uh, I think, the top award winner at Sundance, and Nomadland has been gaining a ton of steam. Nomadland stars Frances McDormand as a woman who basically packs up her life and decides to be a nomad, be a wanderer in America, and it's directed by Chloe Zhao, who is a frontrunner for Best Director as of this recording, who directed Marvel's The Eternals, which we're, we're waiting to see if that'll come out at all. But that one has been getting a ton of praise. And then Minari is, uh, I think it's a South Korean film that, again, like I said, it's got Steven Jung in it from The Walking Dead. And it's kind of about uh, the, the chasing of the American dream by these Korean you know, immigrants, essentially. And it just has been incredibly well-received. And so that is a big one. Um, but there's some that we have watched as well that are big ones. Uh, you know, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, One Night in Miami. Those are a couple that I mentioned. Uh, Mank, I think, is one that is really interesting because I don't, I don't. Did we do an episode on Mank? I can't remember if we. I don't think we did. You talked about it in one of we ours. Talked about it but, briefly. Uh, we yeah. didn't do a whole episode on it. But I, I know I talked about how like that movie is a movie nerds movie. Like, that movie is all about the politics of Hollywood and the beauty of, of, of making movies and stuff like that. And the Academy and these award ceremonies, they eat that shit up. So you look, you got to look at that one as a possibility as well. You also got to look at the trial of the Chicago 7, which is huge. It's, it's literally everything that the Academy loves. It's big performances. It's funny and dramatic. It's got major social issues that were relevant in the 70s that are relevant now. And it's got our boy Aaron Sorkin writing and directing. So that's a big one. Is there any that, that I mean, there's more, but I don't want to take up all of the thunder. Is there any that you can think of that might be getting some steam i mean i have a list in front of me so i could always rattle them off but you know i i think you've mentioned the majority of them i think the interesting part will be to balance in most years we talk about like the recency bias right how a lot of times the movies that do the the most well are the ones that get released late and obviously in this year some of those movies did come out but they only came out via streaming Mm -hmm. and some of them even that were maybe going to be oscar contenders got pushed to next year Mm -hmm. and aren't even going to be contenders and so you get movies like for instance and you mentioned it earlier like the five bloods right which is one that's got some but some buzz around it for sure buzz for sure but it's one of those movies where it's like it feels like a long time ago (laughs) that it came out it does and so with it being a weird year too like and granted, we don't watch a lot of network TV or things like that, and right. we're not exactly in circles, but there's not, like, the different parties that... Because, like, they right. always talk about the campaigns, how, there's like, screenings. people throw parties, yeah. and there's screenings, and there's Schmoozing. all this campaigning that actors do for for certain awards, and the studios put money behind things, and, like, if it's happening, it's happening a whole lot more on the down low because we obviously can't get together. Right. And so... It'll be really interesting to see whether there's a recency bias that plays in Mm -hmm. or whether we get a really diverse year where you get some movies that came out at all different 
times throughout the year. Yeah. And and so it, I, I definitely think it's going to be a, a very interesting Oscars to watch. I think it probably will have the worst ratings of any Oscars because no one's going to care about it because no one's going to have seen 90% of the movies right. that are in the running. There isn't a big, there isn't a Titanic, there isn't a Black Panther, there isn't an Avatar that is a national type of movement. Like the biggest movie you thought might be in the running was Tenant. And not gonna happen. It's not really getting any kind of momentum. And a lot of people didn't go see it because of everything. Right. A lot of people are seeing it now now that it's streaming. And while a lot of people have seen some of these movies, like you look on social media, like outside of like the movie nerds and things like that, like the general public is not talking about no. movies like they normally are at this point. No. Post, you know, kind of all those Oscar movies. So it's going to be a fascinating one that probably will be the least controversial amongst like the general public. Like you won't see an outpouring of like the general public being like, this is garbage right. because like it's going to be like, I really don't have the basis to say whether this was good no. or bad. Like it, the difference between like the trial of the Chicago 7 Mank and Nomad Land winning are. There's not much there. Like it's yep. that's just a fact, you know. Yeah. Trial of Chicago Seven wins. That's a great movie, great well-made traditional Hollywood movie. Yeah. Mank wins. It's a great movie. It celebrates Hollywood and blah blah blah. Nomadland wins, and it's like it's great. Like they're all sure, you know. Even the ones at the bottom, even the ones that are kind of like pulling up the rear right mm -hmm. now, like Promising Young Woman, which mm -hmm. is gaining steam. Yep. There's a lot of possibility yep. there, but we're gonna. Continue updating that. Our predictions, we're going to do some overall prediction episodes and stuff like that. But mm -hmm. if you really want the nitty gritty, you're going to have to sign up for the Patreon to get that stuff. Before we get into our most anticipated, let's take a break. What's up, good movie buddies? Before we continue, I want to remind everyone that you can get free episodes of The Popcorn Diet delivered to you just by hitting the subscribe button or following us wherever you're listening from. So take a second, hit the button, give us a rating, write us a review, share us with the other good movie buddies out there. We also want to remind you to check us out on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash the popcorn diet and consider becoming a patron of this little independent movie podcast filled with love. Not only is it going to help us improve the podcast, keep the podcast going, but it's also going to give you exclusive patron-only access to things like early episodes, franchise refills episodes, and more. So check that out by going to patreon.com slash thepopcorndiet. Of course, we don't want you to forget that you can also follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at The Popcorn Diet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our latest regular episodes, articles, and more on our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. Let's get back to it. So, David, now let's get to the, the meat and potatoes of what we're doing, and that is talking about what we're excited about for next year. Now, this could be a really short conversation you know, we've, we, this is like, this could be a sub 25, 30 minute episode if we wanted to. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to go through some stuff before we actually talk about like our most anticipated. And okay. I actually, you know how I like to do things. When, yes. You know, when I say I'm going to do five, I like to do a lot more than that. Seven, right? 10, 25 20, or whatever. Yeah. So what I did and I didn't and I didn't prompt you on this. So I'm not holding you. I'm to good. It. I'm good. We're ready. But what I did is I, I wanted to. Look at the five movies that I'm most excited about that were delayed and five movies that were 
still scheduled to come out this year. So weren't technically delayed. But before we talk about those, I do want to kind of lay out the opportunity that people have to watch movies this year. And as much as I have this existential crisis about what's going to happen to the future of movie theaters, it's pretty nice to know that we have guaranteed movies coming out. And if you don't want to leave your home, you don't have to. There is something nice about that. And so I want to start with HBO Max, first and foremost, because HBO Max announced, I think it was tail end of last year, that every single one of their big Warner Brothers releases is going to be simultaneously released on HBO Max and in theaters for 31 days. Mm -hmm. After 31 days, they go off of HBO Max until some other time. But just to lay it out for some of those movies that are coming out, we have The Little Things, which looks incredible. That comes out, I think, in two weeks uh, or a week or two. I'm not entirely sure. But that's a Denzel crime mystery with Rami Malek and uh, uh, Jared Leto. Like, that's some good stuff. Sign me up for that. You got Judas and the Black Messiah, which very well could be an Oscar frontrunner when it comes out. Godzilla versus Kong just got bumped up to March. Mortal Kombat, which you texted me about when the images started coming out. I, I have to think that we're going to get a trailer soon. You got In the Heights, which is uh, it's our, our good boy Lin-Manuel Miranda's film adaptation of one of his earlier successes. Space Jam, A New Legacy, LeBron doing, doing the Space Jam stuff. You got The Suicide Squad, James Gunn coming back to comic book movies. Dune, obviously which who knows what's going to turn out with that. And then we have a couple that a lot of people don't know about yet. We have an Elvis biopic that's being directed by Boz Lerman. And that's kind of all you need to say to get me a little interested. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks playing Colonel Tom Parker, not Elvis, sorry. Um, But yeah, like that's okay. I'm interested in that. Mm -hmm. You got a movie called King Richard coming out, which is where Will Smith is playing the the Williams sisters' father. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a it's it feels like a weird move, honestly. Like you have these two incredibly successful women, Serena and Venus Williams, in tennis. And rather than making a biopic about them, we're going to make a biopic about their father. But I'm intrigued. Can't help but be intrigued. Will Smith is in his going for Oscars mode, and I respect it, and I'm for it. And then the last one, which I actually only just read about, which is all I'm going to tell you is. Taylor Sheridan. Mm. It's our boy. It's our, it's our one of, I think I would argue, one of our favorite writer-directors For out sure. there right now. And it's called Those Who Wish Me Dead. And it is a female-driven neo-Western set against a wildfire in the Montana wilderness. A teenage murder witness finds herself pursued by twin assassins in the wilderness with a survival expert tasked with protecting him. And a forest fire threatening to consume them all. Let's go. Angelina Jolie, Nicholas Holt, Tyler Perry, John Berenthal. Like, that is very exciting to me. So we got HBO Max. How are you feeling about that? I like it. You get a you know wide variety of options on there. To your point, you know, there's no paranoia are we going to get to see these are they going to get bumped we definitely get to see these we definitely get to see them and it's also nice that you know maybe you know it'll be interesting to see what we decide whether we 
renew our Harkins pat or our uh, ABC AMC pass, right? Because it's like now you can kind of be like, listen, you know, Suicide Squad. I'm seeing that in theaters, right? But like Space Jam: A New Legacy, maybe I just stream it on HBO eh, Max. Yeah, you know, put it on for the kids. And so it is interesting. It You'll is have that choice, like Godzilla vs. Kong. Like, I ain't watching it on my TV. No. I'm going to the theater to see yes, that, absolutely. where it should be. But, you know, some of these other ones, maybe maybe you're interested in them enough, but you're like, maybe I don't need to go to the theater right. and spend $30 on popcorn and all drink and all that good stuff. And let's not forget, I mean, there's two major factors there as well. Number one is that the whole point of one of those AMC passes was we could see a movie every weekend. Absolutely. And we knew we'd get our money's worth. And that's just not true anymore yeah. right now. And number two, again, not to flaunt it, but our movie theaters are open and they're safe and they're they're doing a ton of health and safety procedures. But that's not true for some of the biggest states, some of the biggest movie markets in the country. Yeah. I've seen people talking about getting, getting their vaccines in California and driving over to Nevada or Arizona mm-hmm. to come watch some movies and stuff like that. And I welcome them with open arms. Come, come join us. Uh, I wanted to mention Disney Plus as well. There is at least one guaranteed movie that's coming out on Disney Plus, and that's Raya and the Last Dragon. That's an animated film. But we also know, and, and there's a lot of Disney stuff that's still in limbo as well. The rumor is that they're going to delay Black Widow again before making the final decision on whether or not they want to put that out on Disney+, Plus, which just goes to show to me how much money they actually truly lost with Mulan. Like, they did not make what they needed to make with Mulan and that whole Premier Access thing. Mm-hmm. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we're going to be getting some movie-level content on Disney Plus this year. It's all scheduled for this year. So the schedule is subject to change, but we're getting WandaVision, which check out it's our— It's already out. It's already out. It's already in play. Check out our episode next week. We're going to be talking about WandaVision a little bit. But we're also going to be getting The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And then we have Loki. And then we have Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, and the Book of Boba Fett that are all scheduled to come out this year. Now, I have questions on whether or not they actually will. And those are all movies? Those are all, and see, this is the thing. Those are all the Disney limited series, right? Limited series. So those are all your six to ten episode, essentially, movies, you know? It's crazy how that line is being blurred between Mm -hmm. television and movies. But if Mandalorian has proven anything... It's that like, yes, please give us, give me an eight hour movie. Yeah. Like that's essentially what the Mandalorian is. So I'm here for it. Um, There's also one other thing I wanted to mention is that there are a lot of other movies that we're not talking about that could be sold to other streamers. So for example, Sony just sold their uh, cartoon that was produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. I think it was previously called like Connected or something where it's, it's now the Mitchells versus the Machines. They sold that cartoon to Netflix. So now that's going to be out on Netflix. And there is a real possibility that a lot of movies could get sold or could go to VOD. But the last thing I want to mention is that CBS All Access just announced that they are changing their whole thing to Paramount+. Plus. And that's really interesting to me because to me that means it's opening the door for Paramount movies to be made available on that service. And what's important about that is Paramount is one of the fledging – 
kind of studios right now. Like they're not getting as much money as the Disney's, as the Netflix's, as the Universal's. And they're still trying to keep their head above water, but they have huge movies on on basically in the chamber ready to go. They have movies like A Quiet Place Part 2. They have movies like Top Gun Maverick, The Tomorrow War, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe movie, Mission Impossible 7. All of those are quote-unquote scheduled for this year, but there's no guarantee. And so this could be an opportunity for them to say, do you want to see Quiet Place Part 2? You can only see it on Paramount Plus and get some of that sweet, sweet new subscriber money. Uh, remember when they said like cutting the cord was going to be cheaper? Like not having a cable it's, package was going to be not. cheaper. And that's why I still have a cable package. It's bullshit. Uh, so anyway, that's all of that to say that nothing is certain. Nothing is set in stone. Things that we're anticipating this year could be pushed to next year. We have no idea. But now we can talk about what we're actually looking forward to. So I compiled the list. Like I said, I have five movies that have been delayed and five movies that are new that I am most anticipating this year. And the crazy thing about anticipating movies, David, and you know this as well as anybody, is that oftentimes some of our favorite movies of the year we have no clue about until two or three months before. So a lot of these movies are big franchise movies, and I'm not going to apologize for it because I love them. Um, so I will start with my five delayed movies, okay. and, then, and then I'll let you go, and then we'll do a little back and forth. But as far as my five delayed movies, number one, I'm No Time to Die. Like James Bond, all, everything involved with that movie, I am so excited to see. And that feels like Beyond Tenet is like one of the big movies that is trying to kind of be the benchmark for what everybody else is going to do. Mm. You know, so James Bond signed me up. They just bumped it again. It was going to come out in April. Now I think it's sometime in October or November. Mm. It's not great. Disappointing. It's very disappointing, but you never know. We're gonna have who's the next Bond before we're gonna get actually honestly we last movie. <laughs> honestly, we might. We honestly might. That's filming on the next Bond with the new Bond actor may start before we get Daniel Craig. Before we movie. actually get like yeah, exactly. Um, did you hear that Bridgerton is a very popular show to talk about right now? That's what I hear. Because people really like to thinly veil their appreciation for apparently well-photographed sex scenes. I don't know, but like that's what I hear. Like I've I talked heard. to people who are like, oh, it's really fun, and, and it's kind of like you know, sense and sensibility. But then there's like, oh, it's saucy and naughty. And I'm like, okay. They TV matured it. They for did. Sure. They TVM'd it. But there's been... A lot of people are like, the guy in that should be Bond. And so, well, we need Pump to settle breaks. down a little bit. Anyway, when Game of Thrones was big. They thought, uh, what's his name should be? They did. Too. They thought Richard Madden should be Bond. They thought um, Jon Snow, shouts out to Kit Harrington. Yeah. They thought he could be Bond. It's anyway. just basically whoever's British and is big. And then the Marvel went and got them both for Eternals and said, no, you do not get them, MGM. Mm. Um, Anyway, my next movie, which is currently scheduled to come out May 28th, I have no idea how at this point, but it's F9. Mm. Fast and Furious 9, sign me up again. Like, we love Cena. that movie. We got John Cena coming back, Hans coming back. We started on our Patreon back when the. Back when the pandemic kind of first started, we, we started doing our franchise refills on our Patreon specifically for the Fast franchise, and we're going to pick that up again. 
as hopefully we get closer. But we're going to monitor the situation. I don't want to burn that franchise out and then have them bump into next year again. Uh, we got Jungle Cruise, which is, come on, The Rock, Emily Blunt, Disney, ride adaptation. I have long said that The Rock should be in a Disney ride ad adaptation adventure movie. So I'm there, no question. Eternals, which is, I think, the only... I don't think I have the other... I don't have Black Widow on here. I don't have any of the other Marvel movies on here. But with Chloe Zhao getting all of this recognition for No Man Land, very excited to see what this is about. All of the rumors swirling about this movie are that it is supposed to be a big swing for Marvel, a big, epic swing. So I'm interested is in it, that. Is uh, it going to be tied in with our existing Marvel universe? Yeah. Because Eternals is technically... What's the Eternals backstory again? Remind me. Dude, don't put me on. I, I couldn't tell you. Are, like, are, but are they, were they... They're like immortals. X-Men side or were they... They were Marvel more side. The Marvel side. They were cosmic, you cosmic? know, so they're okay. more like uh, like Thanos Guardians was a Titan. Kind of okay. Right? right, right and right. like, they're a little bit more of like these, e these eternal beings okay. that have existed in space. And like, for example, Kumail Nanjani plays one who in the comic books, he... Goes down to earth and becomes like a, right. a Bollywood superstar. He got ripped for that. He role, got jacked. Right. Um, so it's gonna be weird and it's gonna be big and it's gonna be just weird. Okay. Kit Harrington's superhero character is called the Black Knight. So there's some like old school medieval shit happening. I it's gonna be gotta wear his Game of Thrones <laughs> outfit for it. <laughs> Maybe I don't even need to do anything. <laughs> but I am super excited to see how that turns out. Um, and then my last one, which I just saw a new picture for um, on Empire.com, is Halloween Kills. So, I, like, again, sign me up. I'm ready to go. And it's a picture. If you go on Empire.com, you can see a picture, and it's Michael Myers standing in the doorway of the burning cabin, and it's just rad as hell. So those are the ones that are delayed. Hopefully they don't stay delayed. Hopefully I can watch those movies this year. I know... Actually, I have no idea if I'll be able to see any of them because none of them are, are movies that we discussed on HBO Max. What about you? So I didn't break mine up into delayed and new. I just kind of th threw down some ones that okay. I felt like piqued my interest as I started reading about this coming year because I haven't spent a whole lot of time on it. Right. But I definitely jumped around, and there's definitely some obvious ones. Like, you got all the Marvels movies. Like, like I'm interested to see... Everything that we knew from Marvel right. and Kevin Feige was leading up to Infinity War and Endgame. And Endgame. Now we're past that. So I'm interested to see. I'm not necessarily super hyped for Spider-Man 3 or super hyped for Black Widow. Like I'm I'm hyped for them, but I'm more hyped about like where are we going from here sure. than like anything that's going to be specifically in that movie. Right. Like, I'm interested to see, like, in Spider-Man 3, aren't we getting, like, potentially all the Spider-Mans back? Nothing confirmed, but, like, the rumor is they're basically doing Spider-Verse on, yeah. on some level. And we're getting Jamie Foxx apparently back. Like, literally everybody. They're talking about bringing all the people back. They're talking about bringing Willem Dafoe back. They're talking about bringing Doc Ock, Alfred Molina back, Emma Stone. There's all of these Are rumors. Are getting, uh, what's his name? Which one? Um, Franco? Franco. I don't know about Franco. Franco I don't know about Franco. I don't know about <laughs> Topher Grace. Uh, Tom Hardy, maybe. Like, they want to do a lot of weird stuff, but they haven't confirmed anything. I like it. So, 
Um, but yeah, the Marvel is going to be really interesting because it did not phase four didn't get to start the way that they intended. Well, and they didn't really lay. I mean, they laid out movies, but it wasn't like the production, like when we had phase one, phase two, phase three, right. like it wasn't like a very f- defined, like we kind of know where this is all heading right. type of thing. Right. And so it, it'll be really interesting. Plus you have the new dynamic, obviously of so much stuff is going to Disney plus right. too. So it'll be interesting how those all work together. You know, obviously they're going to keep them all within the canon. Sure. But again, I'm, I'm interested to see how those actual movies versus the shows we're getting all play in together. So that's something I'm interested in. Obviously, Bond, obviously Fast and the Furious I'm yes. interested in. I'm interested in Candyman. Okay, Obviously, yep. Jordan Peele, I think he's earned the right for us to just say, like, I'm interested to see what it comes here. Not only is he producing it, but the director of that, I think it's Nikki DaCosta. Um, yeah, Nikki DaCosta. Or Nia DaCosta, excuse me. Nia DaCosta is tapped to direct Captain Marvel 2. There you go. She's got some chase some some heat. Absolutely. So that that piqued my interest. Uh, you mentioned Tom Hardy. Yep. As wild of a ride as Venom was, I'm excited to see what we do with the sequel. Yep. And uh, we're supposed to get that <laughs> this coming year. Maybe. Like that's again, it's like how you, have no clue and and keeping kind of with that theme of sequels uh i'm interested to see after all these years matrix what do we get for what do we get out of matrix for all these years obviously currently scheduled for december one could argue that our boy is bigger now than when he was actually in the matrix series with john wick and everything going on it's true like He's had quite the career revitalization. He's going back to the oldies. He went back to Bill and Ted. He went back. He's now he's going back to the Matrix. Maybe we can finally. Are we get getting a point another speed? Two. Are we going to get another speed? Maybe <laughs> speed three. Speed three. Speed on a what? What could he be on? I don't know. Bullet train. Bullet train probably. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best way. Uh, Death on the Nile. I was a big fan of mm-hmm. the what was the Oriental Express. Yeah, the mur- the murder on the Orient Express. Yeah, and the cat we get Gal Gadot in this one as Army well Hammer. as uh, Army Hammer, some the the blood drinker himself apparently. Yes, <laughs> so we get uh you know lots of you know good people attached to that, and I love those types of movies as For well. Sure. Um, some other ones that kind of piqued my interest: Babylon. Yes. Well, so Babylon just got. I'm gonna Did stop. It? it got bumped a wah, year already, wah, wah. but like Babylon. Go ahead, anyway. Well, Babylon's got your boy. Yep. Several La La of Land my boys. Boy. Damien it's Chazelle. Damien Chazelle. It's got Brad Pitt. Yep. And it had Emma Stone. Right. Now is going to be... Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. And so... And it's supposed to be an old Hollywood... Like silent film... Story. Exactly. So, all right. So, Basically scratch that make. off. Sorry, you're going to have to wait for uh, 2022 for <sighs> that. Oh, my God. Uh, other ones I wrote down, it's interesting to see them reboot Saw w- and who's involved in it yeah, with Spiral, Spiral mm-hmm. which is going to be Chris Rock and Samuel L. Weird. Which, you know, obviously both of them, when you think horror, you think kind of comedy. Yeah. And so obviously Chris, none of the Saw movies were really funny. Chris Rock so. was really good in Fargo season four and mm-hmm. he just played a straight dramatic role. Yeah. So he can do it. But yeah. What but it's been a while since we've about? got. 
Samuel L. in a straight dramatic. Yeah. Where true straight dramatic role. Right. Where he wasn't like playing Samuel L. in right. that straight dramatic role. Uh-huh. Anyways, interested to hear that. We've got, and this one, you can probably crash my dreams. Well, not my dreams, but my, my comment on it. I'll tell you. Soggy Bottom, where we get PTA yes. and a coming-of-age story. Yes. Sounds like Oscar bait to me. PTA and coming of age. It's like check check. So yeah, I'm gonna put it, I'm gonna put it on my early 2022 Oscars preview right now. That if uh, Soggy Bottom comes out, it's probably gonna be on the radar for that. Bradley Cooper. Uh, yeah, it's there's not a whole lot on it right not, now. It's a but it's basically just PTA and coming of age, and I can just say it's probably gonna be in the Oscars. A child, a child actor growing up in the 70s, like okay. You Let's get the go. Hollywood bait, Let's you know, go. all that good stuff. So, <laughs> yep. Uh, last two ones I have, then we'll get back to your uh, okay. new ones coming out. Yes. And I tried to avoid the ones you have. So uh, we got Dune, which you mentioned, mm-hmm. is a delayed one. Lots of great people attached to it. We so get Dennis Villeneuve and... Uh, old Timothy... Timothy, Chalamet, it's, Zendaya. I don't really understand. It's from a book, isn't it? Isn't yeah, it's a book it, adoption. So the whole thing is is uh, Denny wanted to really make this a part one and a part two, mm-hmm. and really try to bring Dune up to that level of you know not necessarily Star Wars because it's way too sure, weird sure. for that. But who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? It'd be interesting to see. And then last but not least, we got. The last duel with mullet yep. Matt Damon. Yep. Yeah. And I'm interested. Matt it's, Damon. It's got my interest. Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, Adam Driver, Ridley Scott. Right? Holy crap. Like, what more do you need? In what life? more do you need? And especially, especially when I see the pictures of Matt Damon with his sweet mullet. Oh, my God. It looks insane. It looks like nonsense. Like, what is that movie even going to be like? I don't know, but I'm in. Um, and there are, there are several that I don't have on my list that I just want to shout out to. You know, particularly there's two West... West Side Story, my my got my guy Steven Spielberg. I don't know. I'm out. I know you're out, but <laughs> whatever. I'm in. Uh, it's Spielberg and Nightmare Alley. Guillermo del Toro doing stuff. Last night mm-hmm. in Soho. Edgar Wright doing stuff. But my five that I am most anticipated for that are new. Um, Mission Impossible Seven. Like. When Tom Cruise went viral for yelling at the crew for not taking COVID seriously, like, sign me up again more, please, and thank you. And I have no idea if that movie is going to come out this year, but I pray that it does. Uh, a movie that I know is going to come out is The Suicide Squad, which I just think is going to be insane. I'm pumped for that. That'll it's be fun. just going to be nuts. And the fact that we're getting a John Cena Peacemaker series after it with James Gunn making it, boy. Again, I cannot wait for that. Please give it to me right now. Uh, and then I got two Tom Holland movies. I got Uncharted, which is the adaptation of the video game, which has been long in development. Like it has, it has been in development for so long that they went from people fan casting Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake to them actually casting Mark Wahlberg as Sully, the old like second <laughs> banana. And a, a young Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake. And I actually think that's really intelligent because if it works out, that's a duo you can keep together and age through a franchise for a long time. 
Um, really excited to see how that turns out. And then as we were talking about Spider-Man 3, which is scheduled to be in December right now as well, all of the rumors, it's shooting right now, number one, all of the rumors behind it are absolutely insane. And Kevin Feige came out and said, like, I'm not going to say anything specific because that would ruin all of the fun. And it's, well, there's going to be fun. And if it's Kevin Feige and fun, I'm going to be there. And then, of course, my last one is the one that I already kind of rambled about. I kind of buried the lead. But those who wish me dead, the Taylor Sheridan neo-Western, there are very few things right now, David, that can get me as hyped as that phrase, as Taylor Sheridan neo-Western. I mean, we're talking hell or high water here. Like, that was one of our favorite movies, maybe the last few years combined. We're talking Wind River, which is another great one. Like, this guy, I'm there for it. So those who wish me dead cannot wait for that one. That is one of my most anticipated. But that's, I mean, again, we say all of those things with this idea that we have no idea what's going to happen. So we leave you with that. We leave you with the, the idea that look at what movies are coming out streaming Support your local movie theaters if you can. But other than that, I think this is our official, like, saying 2021 is off to the races. You ready for it, David? I'm ready. Okay. Before we go, I want to remind you all that you can get free episodes of The Popcorn Diet sent to you just by hitting that subscribe button, hit that follow button, share the podcast with your other good movie buddies. Don't forget to check us out on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash the popcorn diet and consider becoming a patron of the podcast. Not only will you get those Oscar primers and those franchise refills, but you'll also get early access to episodes and some other cool stuff. Don't forget patreon.com slash the popcorn diet. Of course, we don't want you to forget that you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at The Popcorn Diet. And last but certainly not least, you can find all of our latest regular episodes and more on our website, popcorndietpodcast.com. But for the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn, I am your very best good movie buddy, Rick Williamson, and we'll see you next time talking about a miniseries slash television show with WandaVision on The Popcorn Diet. Adios.